You're listening to The J. John Podcast, a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to give you confidence in your faith and boldness to share it with others. This week, J. John continues his series on the Ten Commandments with Prosper with a Clear Conscience, looking at the Eighth Commandment, You Shall Not Steal. We're looking today at the Eighth Commandment in Exodus 20 verse 15, which says, you shall not steal. Stealing is to take something which belongs to another person. And we use all sorts of words today for stealing. Theft, nick, robbery, burglary, larceny, shoplifting, plunder, hold up, defraud, embezzle, swindle, misappropriation, loot, pilfer, swipe, rob, cheat, make off with, take, pinch, seize, extort, poach, pickpocket, hijack. In other words, there are a lot of different ways we can break this commandment. A man went into a bank and he gave a note. The note read, this is a hold up give me your cash. The cashier replied, straighten your tie, your picture is being taken. God sees and when God says do not steal, he keeps a record of those who do. What are the wrong ways to prosper? First, dishonesty. The Bible says God demands fairness in every business deal. It also says an honest price for an honest product. In other words, don't swindle people. Don't cheat people when you are buying and selling. The world will find every way it can to charge us more and give us less. But the Bible says God hates cheating and delights in honesty. So beware of dishonesty. Secondly, defrauding. The Income Tax Department reported precise statistics are impossible to obtain since no one knows the amount of income that escapes taxation through evasion and unrecorded financial transactions, but it is estimated in the tens of billions. A staggering amount of money is fiddled every year. Stolen, that is. We say, They're taking too much and they waste what they have so I can cheat on my tax returns. The income tax department received an anonymous letter and it read, I'm having trouble sleeping because of my conscience. Please find enclosed a hundred pounds. If this doesn't cure my insomnia, I'll send you the rest. When we break God's commandments, there's always an inner unease within us. 
The Bible says if you owe taxes, pay taxes. If your ship ever does come in, the tax department will be there to help you unload it. Often, employers exploit their employees. They defraud the people who are working for them by not paying them what they should. The Bible says, do not cheat or rob anyone. Always pay your hired workers promptly. The Bible is a very practical book. Don't take advantage of somebody who works for you. Treat people right and fair. But there is a responsibility for employees too. The Bible says workers obey your masters and do it not only when their eye is on you to win their favour but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Why is it that most work sick days are taken on Fridays and Mondays? Is that just a coincidence or is it because we like having long weekends? Bosses, don't manipulate your employees. Employees, don't take advantage of your bosses. And one of the causes of inflation is theft by employees and that cost gets passed on to the consumer. How does one begin to estimate the loss as a result of employees taking supplies and parts and unnecessary expense accounts? Most people see it as supplementing their income, enjoying a perk of the job. Some people say, well, we're only taking a few dollars, a few pounds, but the Eighth Commandment does not say you shall not steal more than one pound or one dollar at a time. It says you shall not steal. Small thefts add to huge losses. And the most common theft at work is theft of time. Come to work late, leave early, have long coffee and lunch breaks and waste the rest. And some people, they have the attitude when they go to work, how little can I do and how much can I get paid? Beware of dishonesty, beware of defrauding. Thirdly, beware of downloading. Millions of people use illegal downloads costing billions. Many of us wouldn't walk out of a shop with a DVD. So why do it online? Dishonesty, defrauding, downloading and defaulting. Defaulting means failing to fulfill an obligation we've made. The Bible says, let no debt remain outstanding. It also says the wicked borrow and never repay. Have you borrowed money without ever 
having any intention of paying it back. What things have you borrowed that you haven't returned? The writer Anatoly France wrote this, never lend books for no one ever returns them. The only books I have in my library are books that other people lent me. The golden rule that Jesus gave, do for others what you would like them to do for you. So what's the right way to prosper? Three principles. Principle one, by working. Bible says work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. It also says if you are a thief, stop stealing. Begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. Too many people today are wanting to carry the stool when there's a piano to be moved. The Pope was asked how many people work in the Vatican City and he replied about half. A very insightful observation. The dictionary is the only place where you will find the word success before work. God intends for us to work. That is not necessarily the same as having a job. Many hardworking people don't earn a wage, but the work that women and men do in bringing up children is the most demanding and important of all. What we must be wary of is laziness. The emphasis of the Bible is not making reference to those who cannot work, but to those who will not work. Don't count the days. Make the days count. How do we prosper with a, a clear conscience? By working. Secondly, by saving. The Bible says good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. And the Bible is full of principles of saving and investing wisely. And Jesus commended the wise investor. My wife, Killy and I, we've got three sons. And when they were little, we bought them three tins each and we labeled the tins, save, give, spend. And when we gave them their pocket money in, in very small coins, we explained to them how important it was to save, how important it was to give, give to those in need and then spend. And we tried to encourage them to, to learn these principles not just as children, but for life. How do we prosper? By working, by saving, and thirdly, by praying. Said the robin to the sparrow, 
I would surely like to know why these anxious human beings fret about and worry so, said the sparrow to the robin. I imagine it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and for me. Jesus said, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? And my wife, Killy and I, we can testify on many occasions, answers to a financial need as a direct result of prayer. The Bible says, my God will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. There's a story in the Bible about a man called Zacchaeus. And he was a despised tax collector who overcharged people and pocketed the difference. Zacchaeus is a wealthy man, but he is not content. He's not happy. His desperation sparked in him a longing to hear and see Jesus. Because Zacchaeus was a very short man, he climbed a tree and you could say he went out on a limb. Jesus sees what Zacchaeus is willing to do and says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm gonna come to your house today for dinner. Jesus wanted to visit Zacchaeus despite all of his faults and his failings. Now I can imagine when Jesus was in Zacchaeus's home that the conversation went a bit like this. Zacchaeus, tell me about your job. Tell me about collecting taxes. Are you fair when you do that? And before he knew it, Zacchaeus poured out his heart to Jesus, confessing how he had stolen from the people. And before the conversation was over, Zacchaeus is a transformed man. Some of you know what you've done and some of you know what you are doing and you know it's wrong. we're guilty of breaking this commandment. What do we do with all that guilt? Well, some people deny it. Some people deflect it and they blame other people. Some people know that they're guilty and they're very discontented, uneasy, and they try and drown it. Maybe they drown it with music Maybe they, they drown it, they think they can drown it with drink or other experiences. If we're guilty, we cannot deny it, we cannot deflect it, we cannot drown it. 
If we want to get rid of it, we have to dissolve it in the blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus can cleanse our guilt. I want to introduce you to Jesus. I'm sure we all need to make some changes in our lives. Zacchaeus did. But we don't have the power to make those changes on our own. But when Jesus becomes our Lord and he empowers us with his Holy Spirit, our lives can be cleaned up and we can be given the strength to live in a right way. The name Zacchaeus means pure. And I think when Jesus looked up at Zacchaeus, I believe that Jesus saw that he could live up to his name and be pure. Jesus says the same to you today. You've made mistakes. There are regrets in your life. And Jesus is here today lovingly pointing his finger at you and saying, I want to meet you and I want to come to you. I want to come into your home and I want to come into your life and transform you and make you pure. One of the most amazing truths is that when we allow Jesus into our lives and our homes, we receive this incredible forgiveness and healing. And he remembers our sins no more. That's what the Bible says. How liberating that truth is. After Zacchaeus got to know Jesus, he demonstrated he was transformed. And what did he do? He paid back four times what he had stolen and he gave half of his money to the poor. Zacchaeus forgets his past and writes all his wrongs. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. It's easy to say, I've met Jesus, I'm a Christian, but the proof is in what we do. Has there been a change in our behavior and our actions? God will forgive our sin, but like Zacchaeus, we have to make restitution to others in order to demonstrate our forgiveness from Jesus. The act of restitution, restitution, giving back something that has been stolen is a biblical principle. 
and restitution shows we have a repentant heart. To encounter Jesus means we encounter true forgiveness and have peace with God. Don't you want to experience forgiveness? Don't you want to have peace with God? You can if you're willing to repent and turn to Jesus. And when we do that, what happens? It enables us to be honest with God. And this is where many people have a problem, being honest with God. The Bible says, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? And God says, you have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. We're instructed in the Bible to tithe our income. And, and God says, if we don't do that, we're cheating from God. So when we've encountered Jesus, we're honest with God and we're honest with other people. And the Bible says, give to everyone what you owe them. So the challenge today, let's get practical about all of this. Let me ask you some questions. Have you ever filled in an insurance claim form for more than was necessary or claimed for something that you didn't lose or was stolen? Have you ever called in sick at work when you were not sick? Have you ever taken office supplies from work? Have you used your expense account for personal use? Have you been dishonest on your tax returns? Have you neglected to pay off a legitimate debt that you owe? Have you borrowed things and not returned them? Have you taken a book from a library? Have you taken a towel or a bathrobe from a hotel? Have you stolen from God? The person who makes a mistake and doesn't correct it is making another mistake. Have you slipped into dishonesty? Do you need to return any stolen goods to their rightful owner? Do you need to forgive anyone who has stolen from you? Do you need healing from being violated by theft or burglary? Have you encountered Jesus? Jesus calls you by name and wants to come into your life. If you've never invited Jesus into your life and into your home, why don't you invite Jesus now? I will pray a prayer and you pray the prayer as I pray it. Here's the prayer. 
Jesus, I know I have broken your commandments. Thank you that you call me by name. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I can be forgiven. I repent today of all my sins. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me. I invite you into my life now and into my home. Come into my life by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your transforming presence, peace and power and help me to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer for you, Lord Jesus, for every person that has prayed that prayer today. May they know your forgiveness and your healing and your transforming presence. And we pray, Lord Jesus, for all of us, that you will help us to take this commandment seriously. And Lord, we repent too of actions that we have participated in, of the times we've robbed you and robbed others. We pray that you will forgive us and you will help us to make restitution where possible. We want to honour you with our lives and we want to live according to your commandments. We pray, Lord Jesus, give us the strength and the power of your spirit to do that. We pray and we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray God's blessing upon all of you this day. I pray the blessing of God, the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. May you be blessed and may you be a blessing. Amen. I hope you've been inspired. I hope this has given you a faith lift. Please join us next week as we look at the next commandment. Please visit our website, canonjjohn.com where we have many resources that will help you in your journey of faith. Sign up to receive my weekly blogs and uh, be blessed and be a blessing to others. Amen and Amen. To find out more about J. John's ministry or to get your copy of his book, The Ten Commandments, visit canonjjohn.com. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please click subscribe and leave a review.